This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I'm Tanya Mosley. In 1987, my sister Anita vanished without a trace. Decades later, thanks to DNA, we found her. But that's only the beginning of the story. She Has a Name is a new audio documentary that explores the search for redemption, confronting trauma, and healing in the face of unimaginable loss. Subscribe now to Truth Be Told Presents She Has a Name, where every revelation brings us closer to the truth. And welcome to Women Who Travel, a podcast from Connie Nast Traveler. My name is Meredith Carey, and I am joined, as always, with my lovely co-host, Lale Arakoglu. Hello. And this week, we are talking about something that Lale and I are personally very passionate about, which is vacation days. And you would think that working at a travel magazine, things would be a little different. You would get to, you know, travel for work, and then maybe not travel as much for fun. But no, we stand very strongly on the side of taking all of your vacation days. Also, when I add, when you're traveling for work, it is work. I mean, it's fun work, but, <laughs> but it's, it's work. work. <laughs> um, Quite stressful. <laughs> but as you just heard, we are joined by Polly Tibner, our Director of Editorial Operations. Hello. And on Skype, we have Cassie Shortsleeve, a traveler contributor calling in from Boston. Hello. So I guess the first thing that I want to talk about is why just like Americans slash young people slash everyone is bad at taking vacation days. When we put a question out into the group, Joe A put, why would you not use your vacation days that are due to you? You must be American as in Europe. We take ours very happily. Thank you. Um, And I think that's fair because I think Americans are just generally bad at taking all of their vacation days. Do you feel that way, Lale, as someone who, if you had lived in, in your home country, would have a lot more vacation? Well, to start with, you just get a lot more vacation days. I mean, it's the minimum in the UK is, I think, 25 days. Um, And the minimum in the US is 10 days. Is there a federal mandated minimum? I actually don't even think there is. I think you might have made that up. I think I did too, because I (laughs) didn't think things could be that bad. Google. (laughs) You you keep talking. I'm going to Google that. And, you know, it's funny you mentioning that member of the group, because when I fielded my... Instagram followers, most of whom are my British friends, they all had very strong feelings about it. And my friend said, my friend Georgina sent me a long screed, and I won't say all of it, but it begins with, in all caps, always take them and always ask for more because why else do we work? Working overtime equals being able to play overtime. And then she says, oh, she lives in New York. Europe gets it, America does not. What happened to, in quotes, land of the free, and then goes, I think I should stop. Full stop. We're looking at a map that's color-coded by how many minimum mandatory paid vacation days are, like, mandated by your country. And the United States, there is no mandatory vacation. And if you pull up this map, we are one of the only countries with no mandated vacation, which probably is why we have such a 
screwed up view on vacation. I think it all comes down to like that relationship and and prioritization. And if your country doesn't or your company or whatever it is doesn't prioritize vacations and time off and doesn't communicate that to you, then your relationship with vacation days is automatically starts off skewed. It starts off on a really weird level. I mean, America's got a really weird cultural ethos with vacation and PTO. Well, then it also has a, I feel like a deeply entrenched ethos of working hard mm-hmm. and proving that you can work hard and taking vacation is not conducive with that. And I think also more and more, especially for millennials, there is a feeling in some industries of less job security. And if your job feels less secure, you feel less inclined to be out of the office. When I think we saw that with so many of the people who were just laid off at BuzzFeed, their CEO have just, has just come out and said that they'll pay off the PTO that everyone Ooh, that's new. didn't take. And that thing is only required in California. So if you worked in a state like New York, your company isn't required to pay out all of those days that you didn't take. So there's no point hoarding them because you might never make that money back. I do think also I'm still I'm still scrolling through all these messages I received and I'm thinking of myself here because I used to feel very guilty about taking vacation days and I think that is something that is very common among sort of people who have perhaps newly entered into the workforce and I think also women because we tend to feel a lot of guilt about a lot of things. But as I've got older, I have felt less guilty because I feel more secure in myself and more confident in the job that I'm doing. And um, a couple of my friends who are all in their 30s responded that it is very important for them to take their days and also to negotiate when they take a new job to make sure that they have an equal number of days or more to what they've just left behind. Cassie, I was wondering what your thoughts were on the benefits of taking that time off and taking all of those days? Does it make you more productive? I think that there are a lot of mental health benefits to taking a vacation and those show up both in your personal life and in your work life. There's actually, um, I did see this one um, study that found that if you take 11 or more of your vacation days, you're more than 30% you're you're more than 30% more likely to receive a raise and a lot of that comes down to increased productivity. So, I don't know how aware people are that there's a huge benefit to, you know, taking these days in terms of um, how it can pay off in the workplace. I Talked to a bunch of people last year who like actively take all of their vacation days. And one woman uh, who I talked to, her name is Kelly Graham, and she said kind of a similar thing, which is that when she comes back from her trips, she feels like she has so many more ideas and that it actually makes her a better employee because she feels like rejuvenated. Polly, do you feel like seeing as a manager, seeing people come back from vacation that they bring more to the table when they've taken time off? Um, no, but I, I, <laughs> I appreciate the placebo effect of a vacation and how that makes you feel like you had a break from the office. I wholeheartedly believe in taking all your vacation days. Disclaimer. Like, I think that is <laughs> what everyone needs to do. It is what I encourage all of my employees to do. But I think when you come back, I don't see it right necessarily as a manager, but I do believe that employees feel better and like, and dig down into work. Do you feel better when you come back from vacation? 
if it's been long enough. Yeah. And also, if it's been and, 11 days or and, more. <laughs> and also, and critically, if I've actually taken the vacation, like mm-hmm. the thing that I struggle to do on my time off is actually stop working. I have been known to close the office for a week and just give everyone the week off so I can take a vacation time. That, because that was an amazing week. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't tell anyone it's not, it's not really allowed. Just because otherwise I'm on, like I'm on my email, I'm on my laptop the whole time and it's not actually a rejuve, it's like not restorative, it's not, like I don't, nothing gets better for me. I work all the time when I'm off, which is my own fault and it's my own prerogative and I'm not here to be a martyr about that. It's just, it's really hard to check out and to force yourself to do that. And is easier when no one else is working, um, and that's a that's like a, a privilege that I have had in my my last several years. But if I cannot do that, then I come back and I'm like, oh, good, here again. <laughs> but I, I I do believe when I like I just got back from a two week long my honeymoon actually in Africa, and I was very very strict with myself it was more me punishing myself than anything else to not like I turned off access to my email I turned off access to slack on all of my devices so I could I could not be working even a minute and it was like I came back and I was like oh, I'm so excited to be back at work like I'm so excited to talk to my friends I'm so excited to be here I'm so excited to stay again um, and I felt really happy to be here when I was on my honeymoon on the third day we've been in Mexico City and then we went to the coast for mm-hmm. like a week on the beach and on the first day on the beach, Chris got very sort of overexcited. I think he was swept away with the romance of being in Mexico. And <laughs> and he saw these guys trying to um, dislodge their fishing boat that had got stuck in the sand in the shallow water. And he gallantly ran over and jumped in the ocean to help them get the boat loose and then realized his phone was in his pocket. <laughs> Um, forced digital detox and it was a forced digital detox and while I kept on sneakily checking my work emails he was just sort of living this like new liberated life and he has quite a stressful job so it's quite hard for him to like mentally uncheck from it anyway but he was forced to and I think I've never seen him so relaxed it was amazing (laughs) I was still my usual like anxious (laughs) self but it worked out for him I think to some extent if you don't have the forced digital detox, it can <laughs> take a little bit of time, right? To switch from that checking your email all day long to not feeling the urge to check it. That's one of the interesting things about like for my honeymoon, I my husband and I did two weeks too, or we, we did a two week trip. And um, it was kind of like by the end of the first week, I didn't really feel the urge as much. And they they say that there's research that shows that um, in the moment happiness levels on vacation can actually peak around day eight, which I think is really interesting because we're all kind of like hooked into our devices. And maybe it just takes a little bit of time to to wean off of them. But I mean, one of the other things that that I've done personally is just try and do really little things to not be as tied to your device, right? So just kind of force yourself to not wake up and roll over and look at your phone. That's kind of been really helpful for me, even even on vacation. I feel like so much of what works when you're poly and you have a hard time disconnecting and you have to like really push yourself to be like I'm not going to work during this time is like setting that expectation at the beginning because I feel like you know this this is like major 
regret number one that Polly has yelled at me about frequently, which is that my first year at Traveler, I was like so invested and was like, I have to really work hard and I also have to be available and I like need to prove myself. And so I actually left seven vacation days on the table which is half, which is half of our vacation days. And I also like took a lot of like working vacations where I would go somewhere and like work remotely. And I feel like if I had set myself up and been like, no, this is my time. I'm being paid for this. Um, Well, and critically, like your vacation time is part of your comp package, which is like what no one, no one in the States has really trained to think about when they're going to negotiate their jobs and their salaries. It's like, it's owed to you. It's yours. And you, it, you, if you don't take it, you're, you're tanked. You're, you're literally like leaving money that you could be spending on vacation um, on the table. And, and Lindsay Stanberry, who we've had on the podcast before, who works at Refinery29 and does those lovely money diaries, uh, among other things, has a part in her new book uh, specifically about taking vacation. I'm actually because it is I'm so bad at maths that I'm actually just <laughs> going to read an excerpt from it. Lindsay writes that first you need to figure out your hourly pay rate, which is your annual salary divided by 2000 If you make, say, $50,000, your hourly rate is $25. If your job provides you eight paid holidays and 15 vacation days, your annual vacation compensation is then $4,600. She also suggests it's worth asking if you can accrue vacation days over the years or if you have to use them or lose them each year. Um, obviously it varies from company to company, but some of them will pay you for vacation days if you leave before you've used them up. And actually, um, in my previous job, that did happen to me. And it was fantastic because I left and I hadn't used all my vacation days, which also is questionable on my part because it was August. I should have used some of my vacation days by that point. And they did pay me out, which they didn't have to because it was in New York State. So they were not legally obligated to. But financially, it really helped me. And also it was money that was owed to me. Um, Well, one of the things I was thinking about just how you said it's like important to, you know, kind of be intentional about your days for me working for myself. And, you know, I have a little small business set up, but it's not like I have a set amount of vacation days. Right. So if I don't make that intention to separate a day of vacation versus a day of me just being somewhere else and working, then I really don't get a day off. So I think that's huge to just kind of go into it with that that plan. Out of interest, Cassie, as someone who runs their own business, how do you kind of wrestle with the guilt of taking time off in that you know that every time you take a day off, essentially you're not earning money? That's the thing. And to be honest, I find that really, really difficult because it's, you know, it's not like I can go away for a week and still kind of see the paycheck come in. And then I think, I mean, I talk about this a lot just in terms of freelance work, but I think there's always kind of that element of fear, right? That like, oh, if I stop working at this clip that I'm working at and I take a week off, you know, are people still going to want to work with me? So, I mean, I I think it's taken a lot of time for me to, to be honest, to kind of come to grips with it. But ultimately, I kind of try and see it as my time off really does help me both personally and professionally. So just to kind of think about it that way and... And just kind of like let, try to let go of those stressors and just say, you know, it's all still going to be there when I come back. So, but it's, it's, it's definitely a process. But to Polly's point about being it, uh, like your vacation days being a part of your compensation package, like one of the things, if you are starting a new job and 
your employer won't meet the salary requirements that you want. Adding and asking for more vacation to compensate for that is a great way of kind of getting around and, and making sure that you get everything you can out of all of the benefits and the entire package of what that employer is offering you. There's so many more things to negotiate that you don't know about other than your just salary dollar. There are so many other that I had no clue about until I think I was on the, it's so embarrassing, I was on the other end of that negotiation where like people who knew better would come in and ask for things. And I was like, you could ask for that? That's cool. Um, anyways, all to say, ask, because you're more likely to get a yes than a no. And I mean, that all goes into the fact that women tend to be cautious about negotiating salaries and promotions and raises than their male counterparts in the workplace. The Washington Post heard a story um, in 2017 that looked at not only how Americans in general are notoriously bad at taking time off, but the millennial women aren't taking the vacations they've earned, and they specifically honed in on that. The story cites a lot of work that was done by Project Time Off, And the story cited that people are getting better at taking their vacations, um, but although they saw a jump in young men's willingness to take time off, with 51% saying that they'd used all their vacation days, this was compared to 44% in 2016. Fewer millennial women said they were using all the time away they'd earned. In fact, it was just 44% of millennial women, down from 46% in 2016, which means that over half of women under the age of 40 and not taking their vacation days. Well, and I think such a huge part of this conversation that we have about vacation days, and I know that this is a travel podcast run by a travel magazine, but something that came up a lot when I was talking to my friends about this also on Instagram was that a lot of them just take vacation. like, And, and they don't have to go away. They don't have to travel necessarily, but making sure that you take all of your days, period, even if it means taking a day to go around the city that you're in, to go, you know, explore, to sit, to take a day for yourself. Like those- To do laundry. To, to do whatever you want. Like that's a perfectly acceptable yeah. way of yeah. taking those days. And if you think about it from a health perspective of what you're leaving behind, a lot of times that's just, you're leaving behind a lot, a lot of stress, which is so important. No, and, and this actually came up in the group too, because Carrie L said that she tends not to take- all of her vacation days, not because she doesn't take vacation or that her workplace isn't generous with leave, they are both, um, but that she doesn't have unlimited funds for travel, so she leaves days on the table because she's not traveling. And, and I think it's important to use those days even if even if you are just staying at home watching Netflix for a day because that's what you want to do. Mental health day. Exactly. You're getting paid like a full day of work to to sit and watch TV. David Attenborough's Dynasties is good. <laughs> Highly recommended. And I wonder too if more and more millennials aren't taking vacation just because so many more people have the option to work from home and work remotely. And they think, oh, you know, well, if I can work from home, I don't have to take a day off. But it's just really not the same thing. I actually got a message from one listener who it doesn't seem to be that they use them. In fact, they just store them up and use them as sort of emergency money so that if they have to leave their job, they can get paid out their PTO. Do they live in California? Yeah, I was about to I say, that's, they, like, that's a they, very specific case. They must live in California. Sorry, I just read it and I was amazed. Other states have like paid out PTO policies, but none like California's. 
I would also say that that there was one case when I was talking to a friend about hoarding days that does make sense to me. And that's if you accrue days over the year. And so you can't go negative on your days, right? You can only take a certain amount of days. You know, if you're, it's March, you can only take a certain amount of days because you've only earned a certain amount of days. And so she'll keep some from last year to roll over into the beginning of the new year so she can take bigger trips at the start of the year when she wouldn't usually have the accrued days. And that to me makes sense. You are still taking all of your days throughout the time that you're with the company. You're just making sure you can take them at the time that you want, which might be February. So actually where we work has an accrued policy as well. You don't get to roll over your days. You only get a set number of days in a given year and you accrue against like the time frame of the day. But here we do let you borrow against your future PTO balance. All a very boring way to say you don't have to hoard them. Take them when you want to. I will say as a manager, it's really hard it's you like you feel like you can't say no to certain requests mm-hmm. because you who wants to ever say no to certain requests but you also have to balance the like workloads of what has to get done and who is going to be out of office we ladies the three of us sorry cassie have a a week in february where like mm-hmm. four out of five editors are not in the office which is just like my fault because i was like yep 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 <laughs> like oprah style you get a vacation day, which is like, who wants, it's just, it's going to be a really tough week. And so you have to, you have to balance saying yes to everyone so they can take vacation days when they want to take vacation days and also like still meet business needs. And I think as, as a society, it's a broad statement. We haven't really like threaded the needle on how to make that thing easier across the board. The like saying yes, and also getting everything done. And I think so much of that comes down to our pre-planning. So coming to you with a lot of time in advance and saying, hey, I want to be out these specific days, maybe even for the whole year to make sure that you know that you're taking all of your days. If you plan all of those trips kind of out in advance and you ask for those requests, then you as the manager have more time and more foresight to make those decisions and say, well, Lale came to me two months ago. She wanted this time off. I've already approved it can you shift a week or can you do another time? I think that it's always in your best interest, especially if you want to use all of your days to kind of make a roadmap for how you want to use them for the year. That is an ideal scenario though, because that's the, that's the, yeah. that's the perfect storm. Cause of I'm things also happening. like shit happens. <laughs> like, unfortunately you have to use up your vacation days to attend weddings or to go home to see family at, you know, perhaps like unexpected moments. And when you don't have much of it, it's only so strategic you can be. If you need to, you know, it'd be great if people announced all their weddings two years in advance. <laughs> Friends, take notes. I only gave people eight months notice. <laughs> that's a lot. That's, that's, that's a lot. That's better than some of the weddings I've had. Hi, I'm Deborah Treisman, fiction editor of The New Yorker and host of The New Yorker Fiction Podcast. On the podcast, I ask a great contemporary writer to select a favorite story from the magazine's almost 100-year archive to read and discuss. Together, we delve into the story, exploring its themes, its style, and what makes fiction work. You can listen to authors like Otessa Moshfeg talk about why we write. Story, or attaching a story or creating a story, is this inclination that we all have to stop spinning. And you can hear writers like George Saunders discuss the nature of storytelling. On the first read, you accept these things as descriptions, and they make you see the scene. But every line is a chance to inflect the reader's mind. 
you'll discover new favorite authors and read old favorites in new ways. Episodes of the New Yorker Fiction Podcast are released on the first of every month. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tanya Mosley. In 1987, my sister Anita vanished without a trace. Decades later, thanks to DNA, we found her. But that's only the beginning of the story. She Has a Name is a new audio documentary that explores the search for redemption, confronting trauma, and healing in the face of unimaginable loss. Subscribe now to Truth Be Told Presents She Has a Name, where every revelation brings us closer to the truth. If you happen to have a job where you have to travel for work a lot, you know, another way to try and use a day here or there is to tack onto those trips. So if you're working up until the weekend, you know, tack on a Monday and have a long weekend in that city and, you know, get flown back that or choose to fly back yourself that Monday evening. As a travel approver, I can say I'll always say yes to that thing. Provide, Ooh, provi- interesting. <laughs> Good to know, everyone. <laughs> Providing that the cost of the flight is not significantly more expensive. Sometimes it's cheaper. Like You guys have a coworker who's going to Columbia for work for a week. She's taking a week of vacation after that trip. I am paying for her return flight because she's already going to be down there. She's going to tack it on. And then she's taking a week of vacation and she doesn't have to pay for any of her own flights. She's so excited. I'll always say yes to that if it doesn't cost me more money. Keep it cheap, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> like, I also agree that it's a an ideal scenario. Certainly for me, if you can tell me in February what you want to do for the year, that's great. I'm more likely to be like 100%. It's not realistic. It's not going to happen. Everyone has emergencies. What I would say is what I loathe is in December when someone comes to me and they're like, I have 10 days left. I have to be gone for two weeks. And I'm like, no, no you damn don't. <laughs> like, we still have to get work done. You can't take two weeks off right now. It's so unfair to me. It puts me in a very terrible position because I don't want to say no, but I also can't say, sure, use it all. You only have 10 days work, 10 working days left in this year. What do you mean you're going to be gone for the rest of the year? So in August, what I recommend to everyone is like, if you get to August, take stock of your travel plans, take stock of your vacation inventory. If you think you haven't used enough, plan a trip. Don't let yourself get to December. That's just mean. That also feels a little bit to me like you're being a work martyr like you're saying (laughs) look at me I didn't take a single day off this whole year look how hard I work and then sneakily being like I need to take more now because it's your legal obligation to get more to me you're obliged see you in January mofos that sucks (laughs) and I think it really (laughs) sorry that thing has happened to me not the mofo part I'm editorializing but that has happened so many times that has happened I wish the mofo thing had happened. <laughs> but I think being a martyr is a thing. And I've definitely worked worked in workplaces where, in the US specifically, actually, not in the UK, where people have boasted how few days they've taken. And it's sort of like a badge of honour. And I've always just been like, what are we talking about? I'm going to go to Mexico for a week. <laughs> Well, and, and I think especially when you talk, you know, Cassie, you were talking earlier about, you know, freelance and, and having to make that adjustment and decision for yourself. Um, but especially when it comes to unlimited vacation, it's a similar adjustment and mindset um, about how many days to take, how many can you take, how many should you take, should you yeah. not take any at all. One of my best friends here, she actually works at a company that has unlimited vacation. And to your point, Lale, a little bit, she was telling me that it's just people don't take vacation. And I mean, even for me, just being freelance, it's 
you know, you could say that I have unlimited vacation as well, but I almost see it as the opposite. Like I have no vacation. So for me, it's kind of, to Meredith, to your point earlier, just sometimes it helps my stress levels to plan, you know, a trip a couple months in advance. We're actually going, my husband and I are going to Hawaii on Saturday um, with his parents. And they asked us if we could do the trip. And I was just like, yeah, but can you give me, you know, three months up front, like just notice so that I can really plan my schedule around it, which helps me because then I can just put it in the books for February. You know, we planned this a while ago and it's just kind of less stressful that way. Another listener called Katie actually messaged me to say that she does have unlimited um, vacation days. And she started to realize that no one else in her workplace was using them. Um, and there was a great sense of guilt about it. But she said she managed to overcome the guilt and now it's given her the freedom to just take her time off <laughs> whenever she wants it because no one else is taking it. Well, and I, and I think that so much of that comes down from like your other coworkers and managers. When I was talking to people about kind of making the most of your company's vacation policy, Christine Merrill, who's been uh, on the podcast before, for her, it was like talking to her manager, seeing how much they were taking and kind of making the mental adjustment like, okay, if my boss has been here for two years and he's taking 25 days a year because, you know, in charge, so he gets more days. Um, All I'm going to say again is minimum in the UK. <laughs> right. So not a luxury. Right. Polly was making eyes at me, but no. Um, no, no but, I, but I think you can you can make an adjustment you know, make an educated guess from there about what you're comfortable with, but also like they're giving you unlimited vacation. Um, you know, there's taking advantage of it within reason. Uh, but I think it's important, you know, talking to hiring managers, if you're going somewhere that has unlimited vacation and saying, how much do people usually take so that you can go in with the expectation of like, this is, you know, people don't take it at all, or they take a bunch and, and you can make your decision about whether you want to work there uh, based on, based on how many, how much people actually value vacation days. Well, and I think to your point, you know, just that that communication is so important and going back to, um, well, I guess we didn't do a very good job for February and none of us obviously talked to each other about when we were taking these days <laughs> off. because no, we're you all guys gone. really muffed up there. <laughs> what I will say, if you talk to your co-workers, <laughs> then you can coordinate around each other's schedules. Most people, most people are perfectly happy to say, oh, you're taking this week, I will make sure I will not ask for any days in that week and I will take the one after or something like that. You know, if you already make a good team, you can also put a little teamwork into your vacation days. Well, and again, I think like, you know, my friend Alina was talking about how she just makes sure that someone in her team has already communicated that they might be able to cover for her or that they at least know that she's going to be gone and are prepared for that before she asks just so that she can confirm and say, you know, so-and-so is like, perfectly ready to take these responsibilities on. I'm going to go for these times. And then her manager has an easier time saying yes. I also thought I, if I do say so myself, thought it was quite helpful with uh, more transparency. I made us a Google calendar a few years ago so we can all like log in and share a calendar so everyone can see everyone's days. There shouldn't be any like reason to hide who's out of office when it, it's like public information and I think it absolutely needs to be public information so if you know if you know who's out when you can plan around that thing 
Um, and the more tools that like we managers can give you to know that is super helpful. When I think also, again, like seeing your coworkers taking their vacation encourages you to be able to do the same. 100%. Meredith, out of interest, after your first year at Traveller where you didn't, apparently took no vacation days, must have been completely like burnt out. It was like, I think she took like five. It was like yeah, so it was bad. Dumb. It was so, so bad. <laughs> must not have been in a great place. Like early, early job, Real poor decision. Real mistake. Yeah. Um, what was the turning point? What made you realize that actually you should be using them? Um, I think it was when someone... Just fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, but I, I think it was when we got to December and I realized that I had so many days left and I saw uh, how poorly Polly reacted to somebody else asking for all of those days. Um, I realized that there was no reason why I had kept them. Like, it, I, you know, it was December and I was like, I could have done all of these things that I didn't this year for literally no reason. And Polly was kind enough to be like, I will fake roll over a couple of days for you. And I, and Another that thing I do against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but that, yeah. but that next year I took advantage of all of them. Yeah. I took every single vacation day. I logged them all. I took all of my personal days. I made sure that I was taking the time that I was allowed and taking advantage of that time. I do believe ahead. I told you to do better. <laughs> do you Think guys have, I mean, just like from being freelance now and just thinking back to my time on staff with set vacation days or whatnot, do you guys ever feel stress knowing all your vacation days are booked up or once you book them up and then thinking, you know, oh, what if I need another day or something like that? Like, I remember always worrying about that, too. I mean, I am fully there because I will basically be Mary's out of... down already. <laughs> I'll be done with vacation days. Um, and we'll have, like, a couple personal days left in April. So, like, again, should anyone, like, need me at home or decide to get married, um, I will have to make decisions later based on the choices that I've already made. But, you know, my vacation days are being spent on a two-week trip uh, with my family, which I'm so excited. And, like, I feel like that's a, such a great use of my time. And then a wedding for a friend, a destination wedding, again, that I wouldn't miss for the world. So I feel like, you know, I'm going to be taking a lot of emergency, making sure I don't get sick. But also knowing that I have, like, used my vacation days wisely and to my own benefit makes me feel better and less stressed about, like, that future eventuality of me going to Polly and being like, I have to use a personal day because of this thing. You know, I still have a stockpile of like four for the and rest I, of the year. I guess what I would say is that you can, you can hope you've chosen somewhere to work and you're working with people who are kind humans, right? Like if we get to October and Meredith's out of days, in a million years, I'm never going to be like, you're chained to your desk, dude. Like, <laughs> I, like she works her tail off and we're reasonable humans. <laughs> so, but you, you guys also have a really nice work culture and it seems like yeah. everybody gets along. Yeah, yeah. we're lucky. Which I feel like is so important. Yes. Yeah. And I did in a previous job only have 10 days. And because my family lives all the way in the UK, um, I had to save up all those days for going home over Christmas. And so I would take no vacation throughout the entire year so I could go home and see my family for a week and a half at Christmas. And it wasn't healthy. Like it, it just meant that I was totally burnt out by the end of that year. And I think part of that was probably because I didn't have the confidence to ask for more. In hindsight, I'm sure my boss would have let me take some additional days and I just should have asked, but I didn't. I think also the other thing that does give me anxiety is because I am at the age where everyone's getting married and I have weddings in the UK and in the US and then destination. 
suddenly requires a lot of traveling and you start looking at your calendar for the summer and I realized that those vacation days are just going to start being used up. And I think what you were saying, Meredith, that the reason why you feel okay about using them up is because you know you've used them on yourself, essentially. And not that I don't want to attend my friends' weddings. I do very much. I love my friends. I love weddings. I think they are so much fun. It's a very cold, horrible world right now. And weddings are like the one day of (laughs) sheer joy. Sheer, sheer joy. But at the same time, there's still like not my vacation where I get to lie on a beach or see some new city or do something that's entirely on my terms. And that's what I want my vacation days to be. There's definitely like a three-year period of your life where all of your vacation time goes to weddings. And and your money. My credit card <laughs> get, bill. Get is. ready. <laughs> it's I'm from Texas. It's, oh, it's, 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 it's already it's happening. We're in it. We're in it, guys. Yeah, I think me and Meredith realized at one point that she's actually been to more friends' weddings than <laughs> I have. <laughs> and let's go back to something that I feel like was mentioned earlier when Lale was did a did a very brief uh, rant, uh, raised voice conversation about you know travel for work being work. I also think a lot of times just in conversations that I've had with friends who do what you said, you know, tack on a day in a city, they'll tack on a Saturday um, or a Sunday or a weekend where it's not a vacation because it's days that they already would have gotten off. But I think we've talked about this before, that it's deceptive. How would you phrase this, Polly? I think it's really hard for an outsider to look at someone who works at a travel company and understand that when someone is traveling for work, it is legitimate work and is not fun. I think the only way my husband has ever understood it is by being on trips with me where I've been like, have fun at breakfast. I have to hang out with this GM for the next two hours. It looks very pretty. There is the like deceptive nature of the like Instagrammy social quality of how lovely our jobs look. It's like, it's not painful work. I'm not in a mind. Like I would never say that this is very difficult work, but it is work and not vacation. So I think it is critical for people who work in that world to give themselves permission to differentiate. I will say it's hard when you're traveling for work. I don't travel a lot for work. Mama bear stays home. But uh, when you're traveling for work, you two travel for work quite a bit, then you're out of the office and there's stuff that you're not doing Mm -hmm. because you're out of the office and there's work that doesn't get done because you are, you are reporting or you're on the road and you're having all these meetings and then you have to come back and do all of those things. And you've lost five days when you could have done all of those things, but you can't forget to still take your vacation days. I think it's really hard to make sure you take all of that time, your vacation time and also travel for work. I think layering those two things can be very tricky. Yeah, I think that is such a good point because there are times when you think, oh God, I've already been out of the office so much in the past two months. How could I possibly think that I have the right to take off a week? And as you said, being on the road and in a foreign country, meeting with people, reporting, whatever, like it is tiring work and it's all day. It's, you know, 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. You get back to your room and like, You're not going out like wild partying. You're passing out because you know you have to get up early the next morning and continue to find a story, which can be terrifying. Well, and I also think even for people who um, aren't like the three of us and work at a travel-specific company, you know, people who are consultants or who travel all the time for work. You know, my roommate is a consultant and I, she was in Philly uh, for a project a couple months ago and I kept being like, have you eaten at this restaurant? Have you done this thing? Like, you know... Tell me about this. And Our she's silly like, city guy just launched. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she was like, no, like I went back to my hotel room and I had Chipotle and I went to sleep. And then I got up the next morning and I went to my project and I and I didn't explore like you would expect 
you know, someone to explore because it was work. Like it wasn't a trip. It wasn't vacation. That's like the whole idea of going to a city and not seeing it, right? So like for all these people who work and get to travel cool places, it's also easy to say, oh, I, I haven't really been there. So it's like no matter how different all of our jobs look, to some extent our vacations need to need to look similar in the sense that they should not involve work. <laughs> no, totally. Totally. We love our jobs. They're fabulous, <laughs> but it's still work. <laughs> well, if you listeners out there have vacation stories, horror stories, great stories, amazing uses of your vacation time, uh, we would love to hear them. So definitely tweet at me, at oh hey there mayor, Lale. Find me on Instagram at Lale Hannah, often in the office, sometimes on seemingly cool looking trips. <laughs> so DM her there. Polly, where can people share their stories with you? Oh, Lord. Uh, every time there, my Instagram handle is super annoying. So just search for my name, first name, last name. That's Polly Dibner, P A U L I E D I B N E R. And you'll find me on Instagram. It's the only place I am. And Cassie, where can people find you? I am on Instagram just at C short sleeve, just like a short sleeve shirt. Amazing. Well, we are so grateful for all of you listeners and hope you tune in next week. Hi, I'm Jeremy Larson, the Reviews Director of Pitchfork, and this podcast is supported by Pitchfork Music Festival. Pitchfork Music Festival will take place July 19th through the 21st at Union Park in Chicago, Illinois. This year's lineup features Jamie XX, Alanis Morissette, Black Pumas, Carly Rae Jepsen, Brittany Howard, Jay Paul, Luna, Jesse Ware, 100 Gex, and many more. The festival also features diverse vendors as well as a specialty record, poster, and craft fairs, and works to support local businesses while promoting the Chicago arts and food communities as a whole. For more information on tickets and lineup, visit pitchforkmusicfestival.com.